0: Welcome to the Sports Town Podcast, or the STP Pod for short. No politics, no drama, no arguing. Just two guys talking sports. I'm your host, JJ Peters. Today on the pod, we will talk about Thursday Night Football Preview, Harden needs six negative tests to be able to practice with the Rockets, LSU will not be able to participate in a bowl game this year, and much more. Now it's time to release the poll question. Now you can vote on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Sportstown Podcast. And the question was, will James Harden be with the Rockets when the season begins on the 22nd? And 67% of you voted yes, he will still be with the Rockets. Again, thank you for voting. You can vote on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Sportstown Podcast. And now let's get a sports update. Paul George is committed to staying with the Clippers. The six-time All-Star and former MVP candidate gets a massive extension with the L.A. Clippers. The deal is reportedly with $226 million for the next five years, according to ESPN senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj was the first to report the news about PG-13's extension. This means the Clippers will have a better chance of signing two-time finals MVP Kawhi Leonard to a big long-term deal. George and Leonard could have been free agents next year if they declined their player option. Leonard is now the best player the Clippers want to lock up. The Claw and PG-13 are great friends and both went to the Clippers last offseason because of each other. The Clippers start the season versus the Lakers on the 22nd of December. George has now played with the Pacers, Thunder, and Clippers. They say all good things must come to an end. Beloved and fan favorite J.J. Barea is being waived by the Dallas Mavericks. Brea was the last member of the 2011 championship team that upset LeBron James and the Miami Heat. The Mavs have decided to let Brea go go one day before preseason. The plan is to allow Brea to sign with another team before the preseason begins. J.J. Brea will be greatly missed by the Mavericks and their fans. NASCAR has announced they have tweaked their 2021 schedule. NASCAR will race their first three races in Florida. The race at Auto Club Speedway in Southern California has been canceled. Instead, NASCAR will move the third race of the season at the Daytona International Road Course on February 27th. Because of the pandemic, NASCAR will likely not race in California this year. For the first time since 2016, the Cowboy game has been flexed out of the primetime slot in Week 15 versus the injury-prone 49ers. Because of how bad the Cowboys are this season, the NFL has decided to flex the Browns versus Giants game instead. Plus, with how many injuries the 49 have had this season, the league had no choice but to flex. The NBA is contemplating a COVID-19 vaccine plan. The news was first reported by ESPN's Brian Windhorst. According to multiple sources, the NBA is in the final stages of a vaccine for all players, staff, coaches, and trainers. However, some players might not be on board, and therefore Commissioner Adam Silver is entertaining the idea of having someone convince them that it would be the way to go. They also understand that some teams could get it earlier because of the local and state governments they are currently in. The NBA has also announced they will allow first responders, essential workers, and healthcare workers get first priorities. And last but not least, earlier on Thursday, the Chicago Bears closed their facility after receiving news that a member of the team had tested positive for coronavirus. The person who had tested positive was not released and therefore nobody knows if it was a player or staffer. The Bears had said they would do all their meetings virtually. However, the Bears decided to practice at 2.30 p.m. Eastern after the individual had started isolating in his or her home. The Chicago Bears play the Houston Texans this weekend. Before we dive into some more awesome sports topics, I'd like to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard anything about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Can't go wrong with that. And guess what? There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. That's not all, though. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It keeps on getting better, though. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get back to the show. The MLB has announced their all-league team. The Braves had the most players, such as NL MVP Freddie Freeman and Marcel Ozuna. Manny Machado and uh, Fernando Tatistas were also in the NL first team. Big names like Mike Trout and Mookie Betts were also selected. The first team was Freddie Freeman at first base, DJ LeMahieu at second base, Tatistas at shortstop, and Machado at third base. The outfield was Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, and Juan Soto, Salvador Perez of the Kansas City Royals was selected as the first team catcher. The pitchers were Trevor Bauer, Shane Bieber, Hugh Darvish, Jacob DeGrom, or Jacob DeGrom, excuse me, and Max Fried. The relievers were Nick Anderson and Liam Hendricks. AL MVP Jose Abreu for the White Sox was selected as the second team. Was there any player that was snubbed from the first and second team? Well, looking over the first team, I don't know if there was really anybody snubbed. I mean, technically, the AL MVP, Jose Abreu, wasn't on the first team. He was on the second team. But Freddie Freeman pried a better season. And technically, he won the NL MVP, and he was uh, for the Braves. So I don't know if he was necessarily subbed, uh, snubbed. I don't know if there was really any player that, was, that should have been on the first team that was on the second or wasn't on the team at all. So I'm going to say no, just because I think they did a pretty good job naming the all-league team. Uh, who had a better season last year, Freddie Freeman or Jose Abreu? I'm going to just say Freeman, just because Freeman was able to leave the Braves all the way to the NLCS. And I understand this isn't really a postseason award, but Freeman had such a good season. He he was just so close to winning an MVP or close to going to the World Series last year. And, you know, if you really look back, what he had to deal with, he had coronavirus before the season started. And um, he was thinking there was even thought that he could possibly die from this because he was so bad. So just what he was able to go through was just amazing. So I'm just going to say Freddie Freeman had the better season. Is there any Pacific player we need to watch out for next year? Um, of course, you always have to look at guys like Mike Trout and Mookie Betts. Those are the two best players in baseball. Um, Jacob deGrom of the Mets was great. Max Freed. Uh Marcelo Azuno, whoever he plays for next year, is gonna be good. Freddie Freeman, Jose Abreu. But really the only the person that you really need to watch out for, in my opinion, um, Man, that is a good question. I'd probably say Fernando Tatistas, just because he had such a good season last year and imagine what he can do this year in his uh, uh, third season with the Padres. So that's gonna be crazy. Manny Machado now in his third full season with the Padres. I'm just gonna say Fernando Fernando Tatistas is the player we really need to watch out for. The Yellow Shoe football program will forgo a bowl game this season if they are invited. They will self impose a bowl this season because of certain rules they violated through the NCAA. The investigation includes both the football and basketball programs. It, it's likely that it'll be through the NCAA's new independent resolution process. LSU has also volunteered to trim down their scholarships by eight for the next two years. LSU head football coach Ed Orjan understands and respects the decision made by the higher powers. Last season, LSU football went 15-0, and beat Clemson for the championship, and Joe Burrow won the Heisman. But this season hasn't exactly gone the way they wanted. They have a losing record and they just got blown out by Alabama 55-17 which of course having multiple players enter the draft and opting out doesn't help which probably caused them to have a losing record this season will this affect the program going forward I don't think so because again it's not a huge violation they're making and I think the reason why there's just basically telling them or why they're self-imposing a bowl game this year is because they're probably not going to make a bowl game this year and when they are good and if they do get it get suspended by the NCAA, they don't want to have it to where they have a chance to compete for the national championship. So I think LSU is just getting out, getting it out of the way and just saying, hey, we'll, we won't play a bowl game this year. Not sure what the basketball program is going to do. There hasn't been any uh, announcement on that yet, but uh, right now LSU is not going to play the bowl game this year. And even if they were invited, they weren't going to be this Or even if they weren't suspended, they weren't going to be invited. I mean, they had a terrible record um, I believe they were three and five and they just got blown out by Alabama. So I don't think it's gonna happen, but I don't think it really affects the program going forward because I do think LSU will be fine next year. And of course it brings me to my next question. Can LSU rebound from this top season? Absolutely. I mean LSU is always a very good football program, except for this year, of course. Um, but I do think they can rebound. Um the question is who do they who do they have at quarterback? Is it Mac Johnson? Is it TJ Finley? Is it another guy? Um, can their defense get back to what they were? Now, some games they have shown flashes of that, but they didn't show any of that against Alabama. I know Alabama has Mac Jones and Devontae Smith, and they have Najee Harris, who's very good when when he's actually because it seemed like he wasn't playing, he wasn't he's been kind of uh out of the picture recently, but when he's when he's on fire, he's probably the best running back in the country or one of the best running backs. But I do think uh, LSU can rebound. Um, and I don't think this really affects their program going forward. Um, does LSU lose recruits because of this? I don't think so. Um, again, it's just a small violation, and they're pretty much just getting out of the way now. Um, a lot of their five star recruits who know about this are still going to are still going to commit to LSU as of now. If it gets worse, maybe they could lose recruits, but I don't see them losing any anytime soon. And the, the way the violation is going now, they'll have them all come back. Yes, they're not going to be able to get as much guys on scholarships, but all the guys that have already committed aren't going to end up saying, oh, I don't want to go to LSU because of a, a small fraction they'd made. So again, I don't think they lose recruits because of the new violation that LSU has had. The hits keep on coming for the Houston Rockets. James Harden needs now six straight positive tests in order to start practicing and training with the Houston Rockets. Harden has still not showed up to practice with the team. Instead, he decided to train in Las Vegas and was attending multiple parties that included a certain rapper in Atlanta. According to multiple sources, James Harden was not wearing a mask and not following the NBA social distancing protocols. Head coach Steve Silas has stated they will deal with Harden when he arrives at the Rockets' practice. According to Silas, he he and Harden had a small conversation on Wednesday. Will James Harden be ready for the season when it starts on December 22nd? Now I asked you guys on the poll question and 67% of you said yes. And I probably would be that 67% if I voted. I do think James Harden is going to be with them on the 22nd. It's probably too late or it's going to be too late for a team to trade because now with all the protocols happening, James Harden probably won't be ready for the uh, for the first game or first few games. Um, there has been recent reports that James Harden is fine with being traded to the Philadelphia 76ers where Daryl Morey, the old GM of the Houston Rockets, and now the new GM of the Philadelphia 76ers, that would definitely be a nice addition for the Sixers. That's probably going to end up what happened if James Harden makes a stink about it, but I do think there's not enough time, and with James Harden really not practicing with the team, I can still see him on the 22nd. It's going to be hard for the Rockets to even trade him this year, or this season, I should say, but again, I I think he'll be with the Houston Rockets when the season begins on the 22nd. Will James Harden be a Rocket when this? or sorry, that's the same question— how far can the Rockets go this season? Well, with all the drama they've had, they have a new coach. Um again, the coronavirus is all over the country. Um man, that's a that's that's a very tough question. Um I think the Rockets will make the playoffs, but I think they will be a lower seed. Now they are playing I think seventy two games this season. Um I could see them winning 40 games, but with how stacked the Western Conference, that might not be good enough to make the playoffs. But I do think else I could see them as a 7 or 8 seed, but they'll probably get bounced in the first round by either the Clippers, Lakers, or even the Nuggets, maybe the Jazz. <laughs> maybe if the Suns got really good, which I think they'll be kind of a lower seed as well. But I do think the Rockets can win about 40 games next year. Well, with all the drama that's happening, I would not be surprised that they didn't. But I do think they'll probably go 40 and 32. Well, yeah, 40 and 32. And probably make the seventh or eighth spot in the Western conference. Um, Will John Wall be a good fit with James Harden and the Rockets. I think he will, because again, he's different than Russell Westbrook. Um, I just think this is kind of a better fit. I don't know how well James Harden and John Wall will. uh, I don't know how well they'll agree with each other because Russell Westbrook and James Harden seem like they never really fit and they clashed a lot. It seemed like same thing with Chris Paul. So, We'll see what what happens with John Wall, but I think it'll be a better fit. He's just a totally different player than Russell Westbrook, so I can see this being a really good fit. But again, James Harden, if he doesn't want to be in Houston, he's going to make things really hard for the Rockets and their players. So I, but I do think John Wall be will be a good fit with James Harden and the Rockets. Um, and last but not least. Um, if James Harden does get traded, who does he go to? And my question would, or my answer would be the Sixers. I think it's clearly evident. They could probably trade maybe Ben Simmons, Danny Green, and probably like a first round pick in a later draft. Maybe they wouldn't have to give up that much, but I definitely think they'd either have to give up Simmons or Embiid. And a lot of people say Ben Simmons and James Harden would be a better fit than James Harden and Joel Embiid. But I disagree. I think James Harden and Joel Embiid would do well together. Again, Ben Simmons, if he did end up, or if he, if, if Joel Embiid did get traded the Rockets for James Harden, which means James Harden and Ben Simmons would uh, be on the same team, Ben Simmons couldn't play the point. He'd have to probably play the four, and I just don't know if that would work. With Joel Embiid, when James Harden drives, he could basically go up top, maybe take a three, or maybe drop down low. Of course, James Harden doesn't like giving the ball that much or giving the ball up that much, but I just think Joel Embiid would be a better fit than Ben Simmons would be. Major League Baseball has announced that 40 cities will no longer be affiliated with Major League Baseball teams. The MLB has restructured the minor leagues from 160 to 120 teams. Every MLB will have four minor league teams that consist of AAA, AA, single A high, and single A low. The news was first reported by Baseball America. Will this affect the minor league teams going forward? I absolutely think it can. I predict and I believe strongly that the MLB will end up going down from 40 teams again. Within 10 years, I could see the MLB going down from 120 minor league teams to about 80 just because they're not making a lot of money. And you do have to realize that the MLB has done this before in the past. And now they're looking and seeing pretty much if minor leagues don't make money, which most of them don't really, or not making enough money, the MLB will just remove them. Um, Within 20 to 30 years, I could see the MLB minor league system being kind of screwed up and we're down to like 30 or 32 teams just because the MLB wants to make money. And if they're not making enough money, then they get removed. So it's kind of sad because this is a tradition that's happened since the early 1900s. But again, you do have to realize the MLB, they are a business first and they want to make as much money as they can. Of course, coronavirus didn't help much. So maybe the teams that in the minor leagues that were removed or no longer affiliated with MLB teams were already going to disband or just, you know, dissolve. But it just kind of sad and yes, I could see this affecting the minor league teams going forward. Uh, will the MLB do this will will the MLB do this again in the future? Absolutely. Um, again within 10 years I could see 40 other teams getting removed and maybe within 30 30 years we won't have we'll probably be down to like 30 or 32 like I just said. Um, it's kind of, again, it's, it's really sad because this has been a tradition for so long and a lot of these cities now don't have a team. And it's really disappointing because a lot of the teams that are, a lot of the teams that are in the minor leagues are in small cities or small states that don't have a professional team, but would love to see one. So again, it's sad, but I could definitely see MLB doing this again in the future, probably within every 10 years, we'll probably see more teams getting removed just because they don't make enough money. And again, you do have to realize that the MLB is a business first. Um, what's next for the cities that lost their minor league teams? To be honest with you, I don't know. I tried to really give a good answer, but I just don't know what they're going to do. Probably just dissolve or because those players that they had are owned or have their rights are owned by the team that used to be affiliated with them. So I'm assuming they would just dissolve or somehow find another league to play in. Um, especially if they don't have any players, they'll have to get new ones. So I'm assuming dissolve or disband is probably the, best answer to give uh and unless again they didn't have unless the teams didn't have their rights then they could go to a different league but I really don't know and I'm I'm assuming they would just dissolve which is very sad to say it's time for the Thursday night football preview between the eight and four Rams versus the six and six Patriots the rematch of Super Bowl 53 in which New England destroyed the Rams despite only winning 13 to three The recording was done before the game tonight, and therefore I only got the preview instead of the actual game highlights. The Patriots are still in thick of things, despite starting the season not very good. Cam Newton is throwing more INTs than touchdown passes, but give credit to Bill Belichick for still having New England having a chance of making it to the playoffs. On the other side of things, the Rams lead the NFC West and are currently trying to get the number one seed in the conference, which they still have a chance. Can the Patriots bring pressure on Jared Goff? Belichick probably wants to, but I don't know if he can. That Patriots defense is definitely not what it used to be. They probably could bring pressure. Um, I would assume Belichick's game plan is to because if you pressure Jared Goff, he's definitely not the same quarterback. I mean, if you give him time, he is going to destroy you, especially with how good Cooper Cup is and Tyler Higby, And, of course, they got the three monster at the running back position with Cam Akers, um, Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown. So, the Patriots probably should bring pressure. I just don't know if they can. But it definitely is a um, what Belichick probably wants to do. But, of course, whatever Belichick wants to do, he definitely gets. Because, again, they are 6-6 six and six without Tom Brady and Cam Newton, who has been a subpar quarterback, to say the least. Will the Rams be able to run the football versus the Patriots? I don't think they will be. Because, again, I think Belichick will have his defense ready, even if they're not the best or what they used to be. The last two years, previously before this season, the defense was – was absolutely astounding. I mean, this defense didn't let anything happen or get past, it, and that was the reason why they were so good. But I definitely think the Rams will not be able to run the ball versus the Patriots just because Belichick will have him ready. And maybe they can put pressure on Goff. I just don't know if that one, but I definitely think they will not be able to run the ball versus New England. Does Cam Newton throw a touchdown pass tonight? No, he does not. That's my bold prediction. I don't think he throws a touchdown pass. I do think he has one or two rushing touchdowns, The question, though, is can Aaron Donald get to Cam Newton, which I think can. Again, the offensive line for the Patriots is not what it used to be. But this Patriots team is definitely or the offense is completely different than it was in the previous year. So maybe the Rams aren't able to get to Cam Newton because he's running around. But again, it's Aaron Donald, the best defensive player in the league. A lot of people say he's the best non-quarterback. I would probably agree, but I do not think Cam Newton throws a touchdown pass. Instead, probably has one or two rushing touchdowns. If the Patriots win tonight can they still make the playoffs and do they? I think the Patriots win tonight they are definitely going to make the playoffs. I could see them going 10 and 6 in some uh, sneaking in as that 7th and if we have an 18 playoff, I could definitely see them in there and that'd be crazy if they did not going to the AFC Championship game which I don't think a lot of people want to see, but I would not be surprised. But if the Patriots win tonight, pencil them in for the playoffs. Uh does Aaron Donald dominate tonight? Ooh, um, I tried to think about this all day and I just don't know if he can because it seems like he starts off slow and then he gets hot as the time comes. But this is against Bill Belichick, probably the greatest coach of all time. Josh McDaniels is a very good offensive coordinator. He's not the best coach in the world, but he's a great offensive coordinator. You know, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Aaron Donald does dominate tonight just because that's the safe pick. Because if Aaron Donald is able to dominate, then the Rams will probably end up winning. Uh, But the question, again, is can Jared Goff win the game and does Belichick outsmart him? But I do think Aaron Donald can dominate tonight. I'm just kind of going on a limb on that. And finally, my predictions for the Patriots versus Rams on Thursday Night Football. I say the Patriots win. And again, I've been terrible on my predictions. This is why I don't bet a lot. I think this will be a low-scoring game, which is very unusual for the Rams. But that's what the Patriots want to do. They just blew out the Chargers 45-0. But I think this is going to be a really low-scoring game. I'm going to say 19, well not 19, I'm going to say 20 to 14. Patriots win. Cam Newton doesn't have a touchdown pass, but he does have two rushing touchdowns. Aaron Donald dominates, but well I I that's, you know, I don't know about that, but I do think the Patriots win tonight 20 to 14. Cam Newton Cam Newton throws two touchdown passes and Jared Goff, the Patriots are able to get pressure on Jared Goff and um the Patriots are going to the playoffs now that they have a winning streak going. So again, If the Patriots win tonight, pencil them in for the playoffs, and I do have them winning this game 20-14. Thanks for listening to the Sports Town Podcast, or the STP Pod for short. We release new episodes every Wednesday and Friday. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and much more. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, leave a like, and rate. Also, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Sportstown Podcast.